TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host is Marcus Pierce. Lawrence Tam, great to be with you, fella. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, always great to have you here by my side. But also, you know what's really awesome um, is that uh, I really loved to hear from listeners who actually listen to Inside the Champions Minds um, and actually post and comment on Facebook. There's and, been heaps uh, of cool stuff. I love the Inside the Champions Mind group, uh, LT. They're a passionate bunch and I uh, love some of the stories that come through. Yeah, I, you know, I, I must apologize and, and I'll make this a public announcement. Uh, apologies that uh, we don't probably visit the Facebook page very often. Um, and, you know, just because we, I mean, I, I manage like four or five different Facebook pages. So uh, <laughs> it's not that I don't care about you guys, but it's just something that uh, I haven't got around to. I do apologize. But if you do post something, I usually do post back. But uh, um, but it's something that Marcus and I should probably, you know, dive, dive into. Well, but, we're not, we're, let's, just, let's just give ourselves a bit of a break here, though, LT. We're not big social media like it's not the uh, at the end of the day people listening to the podcast would much prefer and much more appreciate the half an hour that we put in every fortnight on this rather than the the social media posts so i'm going to let you off the hook lt because i certainly let myself off the hook when i don't post onto social media because all the other work that you're doing and that i'm doing is probably making more of an impact in people's lives than a post here and there you know what though i think this would be a good uh way to engage the listeners so that we know that we have listeners now that's not just me and marcus listening to the show uh so which is good and there are listeners from all around the world right uh so you know there's some is it there's Maria Carabin in Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. She's always uh, posting, yeah. um, and she she loves all the podcasts on the couch. I love hearing uh, her feedback because she's one of those listeners that tells you the things that she's done or changed. You know, when she's listened to a to a podcast. So Maria, keep up keep up the good work. I love seeing your posts. Well, what I was thinking is that you know after this episode, or even right now as you're listening to this, if you're happening to be on your computer, why don't you go to our Inside the Champions Mind Facebook page and actually just comment um, somewhere. Um, maybe under this episode and tell us what you would want to see on the Facebook page or what would you want more of us? Like, what do you want us to talk about? Because then that way we can have some ideas to, to what you guys are wanting and then, you know, gear the shows towards that. Because if you want a quote of the day, that, that's easily done. We can do that for you. So, you know, the things like that, you know, it doesn't say we're going to promise we're going to do it. But at the end of the day, you know, just tell us what you want to hear and see and uh, we'll, we'll try to make it happen for you. But I want to give a shout out, though, a couple things. Um, I want to shout out to uh, Nathan McGregor. Um, I got this uh, today and he basically said uh, he, ha- he hasn't been listening for a little while. And then he was talking, he heard, he went to a seminar on productivity uh, by Darren Hardy on productivity and strategy on, on uh, super achievers. And he just randomly picked three or four of our podcasts, which uh, from May of last year, man, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. we've been doing this for over a year. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he randomly picked like 17 to 19 episode, episode number 17, 18 and 19, and happened to be on world-class time management, the power of rituals and the values of value. So if you haven't listened to those ones, you should go back to that. And, uh, 
I even forgotten that I've actually done those. And so basically, long story short, he says is that, you know, obviously a sign that, you know, I sh- he should stop missing our uh, episodes, but uh, more than enough that it's just synchronicity that the perfect timing at the right time, those episodes just it would hit him home perfectly. So it's, uh, it's just great to hear. So thanks, Nathan. And, and you know what I love about these kinds of posts are that I would have a suspicion that if Nathan went to a Darren Hardy uh, seminar on productivity, Darren Hardy, for people that don't know, is the publisher of Success Magazine in, the, in America. Mm. So I'm guessing that Nathan's in America. Yeah. And listening to Inside the Champion's Mind. And this is what I love about podcasting, LT. You're in Perth, Australia. I'm in uh, Victoria um, at the moment for another few days. And I just love that we can be doing this and people all over the globe can be tapping in to the podcast. And as Nathan did, just find the right podcast at the right time to make a real shift in your life. And the beautiful thing is that these podcasts are there forever. Like you just realized, LT, we did those podcasts. Yeah, so long ago. ago. <laughs> um, and they're still there and people even today are getting access to them. And that's what I love about it. That's what I love about the wellness couch. It's what I love about podcasts in general that you know there is so much content there that you can tap into at any time, listen back and repeat at any time. And it's just so, it's so valuable. So as much as I love Facebook LT, I think doing these podcasts is far more valuable. Well, it's just amazing. Like there's just so many people like Sue Deans who uh, who posted, you know, back in February that, you know, she loved the latest podcast in Overwhelm, you know, and, and there's, uh, I, I don't really know what your real name is, but your, your name here is Practically Paleo. Um, she teaches uh, nine to 10 year olds, you know, and uh, she's taking now some of these concepts into uh, Inside Champions Minds concepts to her kids that she's teaching. It's, it's just fantastic. Um, just the way that uh, people are, are, are engaging, um, you know, and James Taylor, who, uh, you know, talked about just love the 90 day reset and shared this, that podcast with 115 people. It's just amazing. So it I want the reason why we're taking so much time to doing this is just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, encouraging us. But it has relevance to what we're going to talk about today. Okay, the relevance is this. I was actually at the dentist today, right? And, uh, you know, was that a fun experience? Was it just, uh, go on, tell us about your teeth. Did they clean? Did you just get a normal checkup or did it you? It was have just to- a normal checkup. And it's funny because, uh, you know, the, the, the dental hygienist was saying to me that uh, she said she's never met a Canadian. She thinks all Canadians like have floss in their hands because she's never met a Canadian with bad teeth. And I, I would, I would have to disagree with that. I'm sure there's got to be some Canadians with bad teeth, but you know, she's commenting on my wife and I uh, having great teeth and all like all other Canadians, but who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe not. Who knows? But what I'm saying is that, that, you know, I was getting there my yearly checkup and, uh, or Sigma checkup and, and she was cleaning my teeth and she was, you know, cleaning some of the stuff that's, that gets built up. And I was thinking about plaque and, and I was like, you know, I got to do a call tonight. And I was thinking about, you know, from a mindset point of view, I was walking home. I go, you know what, Marcus? I said, in our life, right, we get stinking thinking all the time. And sometimes it's like plaque. You don't even see it. You don't even notice it's there until someone tells you about it. And so, you know, how, how many people that are listening don't even realize that their mindset is in a sort of a stinking thinking mood mm-hmm. or mode um, that and really stops them from being the best champion they could be. And so the relevance is what, the reason why we talked about all these great, you know, people are saying thank you to us and, you know, and, and messaging us. That is one way for us to kind of know in ourselves that we're doing the right thing. Like, so it's like the right check. But I was thinking about the opposite effect is how does, how do we know when we're not in the right mode or in the mood, sorry, and, and also in the right, headspace to collect you know to recognize that we're actually in stinking thinking mode 
Wow, that's awesome. Then there's so many different ways that we can that we can, you know, go, so many directions that we can take this conversation. But I was just writing out as you were saying this, you know, what creates the plaque? Mm. Like there are so many different causes of stinking thinking. There's our peer group, so there's our friends, there could be our work environment, it could be our family, um, it could be the experiences that we've had in our lives and the beliefs that we've attached to those experiences, it could be our diet, it could be our lack of exercise, um, it could be just our lack of um, contentment or just happiness in life. I mean, there's so many different causes of what creates the plaque or what creates the Stinking thinking um, depends how how deep we want to drill down. Hey, LT. Well, listen, I, I think you know you brought a good point. Like, there's a lot of varieties of reasons, um, and but I'll tell you though, just just as you said that, I, one thing that came to my mind was that it's still our responsibility. Like, it yep. still comes down to you, um, you know, whoever you are, because really, um, you chose your friends, right? You chose to hang out with them. You chose to be in the environment that you're in. Um, and I know there's resistance right now. Some people are like, no, I didn't. Like, I didn't choose. I didn't choose that job. I didn't, I didn't choose that job or that. Yeah. Well, you did. Like, you made decisions in your life that led you there. Um, and you made decisions to live where you are or you made certain. Yeah, sure. We had we didn't make the decision where we were born. We were probably didn't make decisions in terms of where our parents moved us. Um, yeah, I understand that a lot of stuff. But there's also majority of those decisions that we made in the past, even if it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, those decisions led to another decision that led to another decision that led to where we are now. And I think that's actually, you know, rather than seeing that as a bad thing, I think that's a good thing. You know, to me, it's about self-responsibility because if you accept the fact, and it's just my opinion now, right? Just my opinion. And maybe Marcus will believe in me too. I don't know. But if it's if you accept the fact that it's our responsibility, that you take the responsibility that wherever I am now, whether it be good or bad, I'm I made that choice to be in that position, then you actually give yourself power now to actually be able to change that situation. That's it. Right? But if you actually blamed, like just say the reverse would be blaming all the circumstances around you that you didn't exercise, you chose, you know, those terrible friends who just have just negative attitude all the time, they suck your energy, um, you know, you, you know, the work sucks, the pay sucks, um, you know, the food, the Western society is dying, there's no organic foods, whatever, and you blame, 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 then all of a sudden you've given your power to everybody else. To your friends, to your to and you're, and you're the market. to actually do anything about it, aren't you? That's right. So then, therefore, all of a sudden, by giving your power away, you actually have no power to actually gain control back. And I think, in order for us to move forward, don't you agree that we actually have to kind of take that self responsibility first and say this is this is the way we need to be first before we can actually move forward? What do you think? I think for you and I, and for people listening to this podcast, I think most people would recognize that in order to change, you have to take responsibility. There is absolutely no doubt that if you're going to change something small or something big, you must take responsibility for that first. However, I think everyone listening would also know that there's been times in our life where we want things to change and there's a part of us that actually just wishes that they would change or that someone else would make it go away or come into our lives because we feel that it's just such a big task to do it ourselves. It's so much so I easier. Think that there's the link where between um, actually understanding that we have that responsibility to ourselves and others, and to actually make a change. But then I think the next step is actually, and we've done podcasts on this before. How do you actually step by step 
remove the plaque bit by bit. Because I think a lot of people go, well, you know what, you know, you, you guys speak the truth, I get that, but there's just too much plaque on my teeth to really do anything about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just need to get a drill and drill it, drill it deeper. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is, the, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and we've all been there, right? I'm, I know, I'm, I'm sure I have, and uh, we'll continue to go be there. It's like, man, like, this just feels that, you know, the episode we did on Overwhelm, which is, it's like the whole mountain is on top of you, and how do I get out of it? And, um, yeah, I get that. And it, the thing is, is, though, is that you don't, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned this before. I can't remember because it's been a while. But I can't, you know, the thing is that you don't want to be immobilized by whatever yeah. the, the thing is or the story that you tell about the situation that you're in. Can I? It, yeah, sorry, keep going. No, I just think that when you're immobilized, then there's no action. And I was just talking to someone today, right? One of my clients, and he was talking about how um, he's struggling at the moment and, and struggling in the sense that, and the, one of the reasons why I know he's struggling is that I put an analogy as it's almost if you woke up in the middle of the day, like you woke up one morning, um, and it's like the movie. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie called All is Lost by Robert Redford. I tried to watch a movie, oh. but honestly, I, I lasted about half an hour, and there was no dialogue, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I was going to get lost. And I was on the plane. I'm like, I can't handle this. But basically, the premise is that he just wakes up in the morning, <laughs> and he's in the middle of the ocean. And, um, and just imagine that. Like, if you're in the middle of the ocean, you wake up. And you know where the sun's, you know, setting and, and, and rising, but you have no idea where land is, right? Mm-hmm. So and you're lost. Like you have no direction, no directional sense. All you see is water around you. What do you do, right? And, and, and so that's what overwhelm feels like, I think. It's like overwhelm's like, man, I don't even know where to go. I know I need to go somewhere, but I have no idea where to go. And you're just drifting. And so you have a choice. You really have two choices, right? The two choices is, number one, you stay where you are. And let and just hope and pray that the wind and the water and the waves will, you know, drift towards land, or you pick a direction and just go for it and just move. So you you keep moving rather than just staying still. Now I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here, but at the end of the day, I think I would make the choice of just move, make a direction because at least I'm in control, not just by nature of hoping someone will push me in the right direction. I don't there's, know. A few, there's a few other, I think there's a few other um, layers to this as well, LT, particularly is that are there other people around you in your life that are also drifting? Because if you've got a peer group of drifters, that's when stinking thinking and the plaque really begins to set in. Because if there's no one in your life that's really challenging your stinking thinking, call it a mentor, call it someone that you respect, look up to, but if there's no accountability in our lives, then it's so much easier for stinking thinking to set in. Because mm. I really love that analogy that you're talking about with the the setting and the wind and the and and uh, you did the analogy much better than I <laughs> than I really explained it. But I was thinking about it, going, uh, you and I particularly. I mean, I, I don't know our listeners personally enough to say this, but you and I are very much we're very independent. Very, you know, self-starters, disciplined, happy to do things without really the um, approval of others. It doesn't really worry what other people think, you know, say or do about what it is that we're doing. But you know, I also have to acknowledge that there's a lot of people out there that would be affected if other people in the tribe actually disagree with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the really big part with stinking thinking. It comes back to what we said earlier about taking responsibility. In order to not have the plaque, in order to not have, 
you know, a mindset that is stinking thinking, we have to recognize that we're probably going to be the exception to the rule and that maybe we're not going to have a tri- the same tribe with us because it's- we're going to be doing things differently. So this whole um, concept of actually changing our mindset to be more empowered, to living the life of our dreams, to doing what we want, that for a lot of people is enough to scare them off because they're thinking of all the people that are going to actually shoot them down. That's right. And I think that's it, it's, it's so true because that's exactly what happens. The, the whole definition of transformation or you shifting is that you actually have to shed and let go of the current reality that you currently live in. Because if you're not willing to let that go, then you always be there. And this yeah. is where most people get caught. And I've been there before. And, I, and I'm sure I go through it all the time, you know, where, you know, I want to be here, but I don't want things to change here in a way because it's comfortable. Well, I have, I have to, I have to use, bring you up then as a personal example of, of actually doing this. You are now um, a wonderful coach to to chiropractors, um, and have decided to step out of day to day practice full time. Mm-hmm. But I could, you know, I could say pretty comfortably that I know that you could very easily have stayed in practice and lived what we would call a comfortable life, a life that a lot of people would envy. Uh, and aspire to but for you you found that there was transformation that had to occur in your own life i'm not putting words into your mouth here but this is my view of it anyway um it's it is very true and i'll fully admit that and i can tell you that it wasn't a uh it was a one-day decision but at the same time i was stuck in it for like three years (laughs) before i made that decision so i've been thinking about this for three to four years so give you some context i'm a chiropractor uh, for those new to the show um i've been in practice for about 12 years now and for the last three or four years i really didn't know what i wanted to do i knew i hit every milestones i could ever in practice i could definitely live a comfortable life of where i was i didn't have to grow anymore um and really at the end of the day i was happy and um and and my wife did tell me that like you know why bother rocking the boat and why do all this change and and put some risk in there and and there was a part of me that says yeah like why but there was also that part of me inside of me that says i'm dying if i continue to do what i'm doing mm-hmm. not that i don't love chiropractic i don't not that i don't yeah. love what i do i don't love not that i don't love my patients either it's just that i there was a part of me that says it's screaming that say you have more to give there's so much more to give here and that is when I had to make some choices and decisions. And, and you know, over the last two or three years, I was, you know, it's been bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and, you know, being with these mentors. And I remember talking to Jeff Spencer, who we originally um, originally moved uh, to, you know, from started the show on on with Jeff Spencer is that I remember him talking to me and, I, and, and it was really great coaching because what he said to me was, he goes, you know, all those years of you thinking about, you know, coaching or, you know, learning all this stuff, that wasn't a waste of time. Cause I, that's what I felt to me. I yeah. questioned him. I thought it was a waste of time, like learning about, you know, um, you know, personal development stuff, going to seminars and, you know, people think like they're a waste of time, but all those years, like all those years of attending seminars, um, you know, getting audio books and, and filling my brain with amazing stuff was, he says is that it was preparation. Yeah. It's preparation and you build up now a tolerance and also the education and also the knowledge so that when you're ready to act, you're ready to go. You're not like, oh, okay, I'm going to decide to step out of practice now, but I'm going to have to go and spend another two years to learn all this stuff, right? Yeah. So it's almost like saying, you know what, I'm going to go to a different career, but I'm going to have to go to university for it. 
and I'm going to leave my job and then go study for two or three years. Where、yeah. I was already studying for the two to three years while I was doing my job, in a sense, and I was able to switch just like that overnight. Like honestly, within I made a decision, and within a week, I found someone to replace me, and I was out of that practice in three weeks. Wow. Now, Which is hard, like which is which is tough. I'm I'm tough with the clients. Decision. That's the thing, though. It was three years in the making. It was three years in the making, but the, once the decision was made, once the it was all set and go, and everybody agreed. My my wife and myself, and you know, obviously the people closest to me, were, you know, well, it was just me and my wife really making the decision to say, yeah, let's go. And my associate was okay. You know, everybody else, my patients, and said, you know what, this is what I need to do for myself. I'm putting my family at, in a. In a You know, not a you know financial you know stressful situation really because I now I have to not start from scratch but I have to start somewhere and there's there's the need to drive and start a startup again and so what ends up happening is it's a it's a massive change and a massive shift and talking about shifting right talking about shifting you Marcus would have just done that just that too as well like you. Are in in Victoria in Melbourne, Victoria. Well, just for people who don't, you know, just so that you're in country Victoria, I guess I assume. Yeah, that's it. A couple of hours、um, out of Melbourne. And、uh, you've decided, like, you literally just uprooted your family and moving to Byron Bay. Which well, is- that, yeah, we are. We are. What's the date today? We are three days off relocating interstate, and、uh, to just yeah, ten minutes out of Byron Bay in a wonderful town called Ocean Shores, and. It's interesting because when you were talking, I'll tell you similar feelings that we could have stayed here. You know, Sarah's family lives here. We live a lot. We live a wonderful life here. We had a practice,、um, but we we decided, like you said, that there was transformation that needed to occur if we were going to fully express our dreams, live our life on our own terms, just do the things that you know, as a family and as individuals, we both wanted to do, and so. Selling up and moving and moving into state was just the itch that we had to scratch. And、um, it's interesting when you talk to others about what you've done. I mean, I'm sure when you when you speak to others about what you've done, I know when we speak to others about you know what we've done or just about to do, there's a lot of feedback that comes up. And and first of all, it's wow, that's such a massive move. You know, I think for a lot of people, when you make a big decision. It's just so overwhelming to get your head around, and there's no denying that that it, that it's overwhelming. That there's fear involved. I remember, I remember. I think it was,、uh, it might have been Tony Robbins, but someone saying that you know, if you look back on your life at all the stuff that you've done, you probably wouldn't have started the job in the first place if you thought that you would have to go through all of the things to actually get the job done.、Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But but you've got all of this.、Um, You know, I kind of think of it as reckless enthusiasm, which you need to kind of get the job done, because there are times when it it is when when it is overwhelming, or you know, you are challenged. But you know, with with our move, I mean, there's been a, a lot of people say, "Oh, good on you." You know, we wanted to do something like that, but we never quite actually did it. And so I think to myself, well, I don't want to have those type of regrets or those types of thoughts in twenty or thirty years, as you would our team. And you don't want to get into your fifties or sixties and go, "Oh, I wish I actually did." You know, go into coaching full time. You just don't want to live with those types of regrets. Well, I don't anyway. Yeah, it's one of、um, those、uh, going back to、um, the thought process of I don't know who said this, but on your deathbed, you don't want to be you don't want to be living with regrets, right? So、yeah. it's going back to that same mentality and thought process, and going, you know, you you got to challenge yourself. Now, I want to just put a like an asterisk here and just to say, right on the record,、uh, we're not suggesting here to go. You got to something. I mean, we all have this burning desire to do something. Anybody listen to this type of podcast usually have like, "I want to do something," right? So, 
what I'm suggesting here, and I'm sure Mark is suggesting too, it's not like we just made a decision one day and go, all right, yeah. I'm going to follow my dreams and just let yeah. everything go and just give up everything. We're not suggesting that, okay? If you're 17, 18 years old, you know, you might have a much better chance. But, you know, when no we got, consequences. Yeah, yeah, when you have less attachments like family, like we have two kids and, you know, mortgages and stuff, like you can't just go and do that. I think you need to do it smart and a smart um thought out plan of action um it's got to be you know through discussions i think you need to discuss it with the people closest to you you know there's so many things that needs to happen um in order for you know all of this to occur but what i'm suggesting though is that don't i don't think any of us want to live a life with regret and what what we're here is hoping is to find to push you to kind of go what is it that what we really really want and now there's a purpose of why we're discussing this. And we started off with thinking, thinking, right? And you're going to wonder like, what the hell does this have to do with it? Well, this is what it has to do with it. It's because we get in thinking, thinking is because we don't have direction. And what we're suggesting here is listen to your intuition. Listen to inside of you that burning desire of what you want to do. And that is really hard because I just did a talk uh, recently here in Perth and it was at the real food revolution. And I, I, I spent uh, an hour, I had a 60 minute, um, talk and I basically, um, plan, I, sh- I showed them like the, the, the key things on how you can, you know, plan out your, 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 your three year vision and into a concise seven day, seven day plan. And so, you know, you would have, you guys would have listened to that uh, recently. And so I did that live on, 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 on stage and you know what, what stopped people? I was really surprised, not not that I'm surprised, but it's a common thing, is that what's stopped because I said, who's who's having a difficult time with this? And people, a whole bunch of people raised their hand, and I go, wow, really, why, why is it so difficult? And what was difficult was for them was that, because I don't know how. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you, you don't need to know about the how. You, when you're planning your vision and having direction, you just need to know what you want. Yeah. Worry about the how later. I'm not suggesting that the how's not important. But... Always, it always comes up, the LT. The, the how always. It just it, and, and anyone listening will know this. When you've really wanted something, you, you, don't, you don't worry about the how. If you really wanted to go somewhere, do something, meet someone, achieve something, you just go out and it, they do present. Sometimes they don't present as quickly as you want them to, but they do present. It's mm. just a matter of having faith that it's going to going to unfold rather than it being the first stumbling block we have to have faith that it's going to unfold that's right and i think that's why it's so important for you guys to listen to your heart your 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 vision of what you what you want to do and then create a plan for it you know um but it has to you have to let us sit for a while and stew for a while and to see that this is actually something i want to do because the how will show up you know like um you know when something if you put towards something and this is what you want to do, right? Um, like Mr. McGregor here the, who talked about, you know, he wanted to increase his productivity and all of a sudden like he chose the three podcasts that just has to be on productivity, right? That's it. And there's reasons for that because you, you wouldn't, those three podcasts he would listen to wouldn't have any relevance unless he made a decision first that that's what he wanted to do. And so things will show up in your life. They're always around us. That's the key thing is that they're always showing up. You just never see it because it wasn't relevant to you because you wasn't moving in the direction that you needed. And it's almost like buying, you know, it's, I think it's almost like investment, right? People say, okay, I want to invest in real estate. Okay, fantastic. But do you have any money saved up to actually invest? You know, it's like, <laughs> there's yes, yeah, so there's that time lag. So like, wouldn't yeah. it be better just to learn how to save? And so that you have like, you know, say $50,000 saved up so that 
when the opportunity, because opportunities of real estate always comes up, right? Yeah. It's always there. It's just whether, are you ready right now? And you're not ready until you do the first step. And the first step is, you know, same, but you have to have a plan and go, that's where I want to go. And then create the steps, you know, before that to get to, to uh, get you out of that stinking thinking. And this is one of the ways to do that is to kind of create. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that that, you know, translates well in, in this podcast about the idea of realizing that stinking thinking never helps you and, and that you're the, you're the, you're the self takes got self uh, sorry got to take self responsibility that stinking thing happens in the first place because it's your interpretation of the world that's causing the stinking thing in the first place, and once you recognize that, is to kind of make sure you start detaching yourself away from that stinking thing to start moving towards and start moving. I don't care what direction, just move towards something because that movement creates momentum, and momentum is what's going to get you out of that stagnant state. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, you just said a few things that I just want to. I just want to add a couple of details to. You, you mentioned your example of um, of uh, business and moving into clients. That that was a three year process. Um, my move to Byron was eighteen months from decision time to actually uh, action time, maybe even a little bit longer. Um, saving for a house for a lot of people is a twelve month, twenty four month, even thirty six month. Um, agenda, sometimes even longer than that. Mm. But you said it, LT, and this is the thing. I mean, I can see, I can see Brian Tracy coming onto the podcast and going, "Make the decision, but recognize that there's a lot of time between decision time and when the results going to occur. Particularly if you've got a really big dream, and don't be impatient because we live in a world of being impatient, but make it a positive impatience. Here, we live in a world where we want everything now, mm. and if we don't get it now or tomorrow, we give up. So we don't want to be flaky about this. If you've got a big dream, don't be flaky about it. You've got to hold on to it for your entire life, no matter how long. You never give up. But I think it's so important to recognize that you don't want to think that it's not going to occur because you haven't seen results in a week or a month or six months. As you said, Elta, you've got to let it simmer. You've got to really let it simmer and see what it's going to become so that you can really um, own it. And not not make it just an idea, but something that you really own and trust that is that is yours. I love that, and just by sitting on it, it really creates an energy around it, and everything will fall into place. And you'll know in your heart whether that's the right direction for you to go in. And I think you know what we're suggesting is follow the dreams and follow the dream, and, and things will come your way. But like, don't you know? Just obviously <laughs> give up everything. I'm not saying make <laughs> make decisions fast. I really I really hope that people make decisions. But make decisions smart. You know that's yeah. the, the key thing. Make decisions fast. Like speed of implementation is really big for me. But also make it in a, in a smart, logical way. Okay, and don't put your family in jeopardy because of that decision. Um, guys, thank you so much for your your um, for your feedback. Uh, like I said, I love for you guys to go check out our Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com/slash Inside the Champions Mind. Um, there you can tell us about what you want to hear more of in regards to this, this podcast and how we want to evolve. And um, please, 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 please tell other people about this because um, I believe that uh, we're offering some amazing tips that I think a lot of the world needs. And uh, do what James Taylor did and, and share it with 115 people. I mean, yeah. that's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. Go tell and and you know the best way to, to 
to learn is actually start to apply by teaching others others about it too as well go check out the wellness couch com for our other podcast and uh, make sure you subscribe to us on itunes love to uh, make sure you um uh, give us a five-star rating and maybe give us a comment as well and tell us what you think and tell others why they should listen to this podcast so this is inside the champion's mind a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do this is dr uh, dr lawrence tam and marcus pierce see you on the next episode This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.